What up, people? How we doing today? What up? UFC 281 pre-fight show. Banger of a card. Yes, sir. From early prelims to main card, this thing delivers. Through and through. Is this the, the best card on paper so far? Would this you year, say? yeah. I, mean, I would say so, right? Madison Square Garden, New of York course. City. Always you know, deliver. They That's always what are. they do. And do they always come to MSG like around the same time? Because weren't they here a year ago? Yeah, every year, same time. Oh, it is every year, same time. Um, well, when yeah, November every year. You fought at MSG February. They usually come. Uh, they come. No, that was Barclays. No, I fought in the Barclays Center in February. They come twice a year. They come early in the year, and they come um, the next year, late in the year. They come. They come in November and they come in February to New York. So they come in yeah. late in the year and then the new year. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So MSG is usually November. usually November, and then Barclays is usually February. Yes. Yes. So did you fight Mickey Gall in November? Actually, let me look that up. Real quick. I think. Yeah, yeah, I think that was November, was it? Wow. I think so. Because that was MSG, and then you also fought Barclays. That was, yeah, November 4th. Damn. All right, so they do. They, they're coming in MSG. Consistent. MSG. Yeah, consistent. That's actually pretty good, though. But Yeah. Oh, man. What do you think about this card? What do you think about the main card? What do you think about the main event? What do you think about uh, Pereira's chances of dethroning the, the king right now at the middleweight division? don't i don't see it happening i don't i don't think it's possible i mean it is possible anything is possible you could put your mind to you do anything you put your mind to but regarding to adesanya losing to Pereira, i don't i don't see that happening yeah i think Pereira is still way too new to the sport and it's a it's not a kickboxing match it's an mma fight it isn't and i think adesanya has been fighting in mma for way longer he's already cleaned out the division seen way you know scary guys like like Pereira. I think I think he's gonna be fine. You know my my whole take on it is he's very dangerous. Obviously, right? He's been very dangerous, and we've seen what he had, what he he beat Adesanya twice. So that's right. also a mental edge. Knocked him out once, yeah, exactly. Has, right? Yeah. But my only problem with this is we saw Adesanya tear through the division. We've seen him lap the division. We've seen the time put in uh, in mixed martial arts, right? Exactly. We've seen how they fought the first time. Honestly, there was a lot of big shots that. Adesanya was hitting him with early. I bet. I honestly, in my opinion, I thought he won the first fight, right? And I don't think in MMA you're going to be able to take those kind of shots with the smaller gloves. And also, right. I think that while Pereira was in kickboxing, Adesanya was in MMA doing those things for real. Yeah. And I also don't think that I say we put Pereira at the beginning of the division and say, "Go ahead, you have to make your way to the champ." Not because we had this whole. You know, there's a storyline and Adesanya's lapping the division and, you know, and they need yeah, a guy. Something new, yeah. Give him a real path where he had to fight. If he had to fight the, the Vittoris, he had to fight the Brunsons. Robert he Whitaker, He had yeah. to fight the Whitakers. Does he make it to the I, title? I don't think so. No, I think I think Robert Whitaker, I think Marvin Vittori, I think they, they destroy him. Yeah. I, I don't see it even being close. I think it's right place, right time. And you know why they he's in the number four spot over Sean Strickland. They, they set that fight up perfectly for oh, him. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You called it from the start. Yeah. How's he going to get caught? By a hook. And what happened? Left hook. <laughs> got caught by a hook and got dropped his ass. Yeah, and I hate having to dissect that dude's game all the time. But we have to talk about it every time we talk about Pereira, right? Because they pushed Pereira up to this point where, don't get me wrong, Pereira's a good fighter, but I don't think that he's a UFC top caliber fighter. Let's just put it like that. Say, it. I know you want to. I'm not going to say it because y'all going <laughs> to give me shit. But, I, hey, I, I'm standing on that. I'm standing on that. But I'm not going to say it because y'all going to give me shit. Uh, but it is pretty crazy to think about 
didn't Adesanya become a champion a year after his debut? Or am I bugging? In the UFC? Was, like was it one year? It or, was pretty quick. I thought it was pretty quick because looking, thinking of Pereira now, he made his UFC debut at MSG last year. Uh, I saw it live, not a big deal. And uh, <laughs> he's already fighting for the title. It's almost like the same thing for both of them. Yeah. But, I mean, like you said, Adesanya le- had legitimate competition throughout making his way to become the champion. Pereira, I would not say he did. Yeah, I mean, you got a title shot off after fighting Sean Strickland. For Yeah, literally. Listen, no knock on Sean Strickland, but let's be honest and talk about, you know, a skill set here at this point. Sean, Sean Strickland's skill set is not um, – he's a great fighter, but he's not – Top, top notch, I think. He's you know, not there's a lot champion, of holes as yeah. a striker. Exactly. You know, mate, he doesn't wrestle much. He has the ability to wrestle. He has the ability to grapple. But at the same time, he chose to kickbox an actual kickboxer. And yeah. And that led me to believe that he was a little delusional thinking his <laughs> level of striking. Because I mean, come on, bro. Look at just look at the way the defense is. He does everything wrong that should not work, and he's gotten away with it for a long time. And I said once he runs up against a guy who is actually good at, at kickboxing or just striking and knows how to punch, the defense is not going to hold up. Leaning back with your chin up to Walking, get away from everything, your elbows. with your elbows up, is just not going to work, you know? I mean, and he got knocked the fuck out. Yeah. Uh, also, regarding Pereira, um, shit, what was I going to say? I was going to make a point. Fuck, I forgot. Him and Strickland, his, his other fight. Oh, yeah, fight. yeah, thank you. Uh, Alex Pereira, his toughest match so far in the UFC. He's had what three fights? This is his fourth mm-hmm. fight in the UFC. It was against Bruno Silva, who's which a grappler who has massive, big power. power, and he got rocked multiple times in that fight. And that that has and listen, I don't want to sit here and do math, right? Because you know we're all against doing MMA math, right? I hate that, but at the same time, there is some some validity in seeing a guy, um, what he does after after he loses to someone, right? After he he loses to someone, what is does he just go on and get killed by everyone else? Right, and it's like, oh well, I guess he wasn't what we thought he was, right? But his last the fight after that, I think he did lose this fight after that, if I'm not mistaken. Bruno, did he or did Bruno? He so I don't know if he's fought since. I think he fought. Yeah, he, he did fight, see, and I think it was a split decision, but it was a close fight again, you know. And whereas you see the rise of a guy like Adesanya, he's he's running through these guys, and then they come back and then they win, and they win, and they're doing good. So right. that just shows that he's you're right, you know. I was going to say his victims, but I, I couldn't think of the word. Like his opponents. Mm-hmm. Yeah, all his opponents that he beats go on to do well. Yeah. So you're saying that's a good marker. Yeah, why not? I mean, even look at Adesanya after his loss. His first ever loss in MMA to Jan Blahovich. He came yeah. back and continued to do exactly what he does. Yeah. Just win fights. But, I don't know. The thing with Adesanya, I, I'm an Adesanya fan. I think he's a fantastic fighter. One of the best striking in the UFC. But, um... The fans still, the fans just love to hate on him. I feel like he's one of the champions that gets so much hate for no reason. Mm-hmm. They they call him boring. They say he sucks. He just gates the decisions. But I mean, like, I I don't I don't I don't get it. I really don't understand. I I think they hate on him one because they're jealous of him mm-hmm. and he's comfortable in his own skin. And uh, I don't know. Like, it's just weird to me. It's so strange. You know, you know what it is though in combat sports. That's just normal in combat sports though. That's I mean, just. Think about they did the same thing to Mayweather, right? And when you have a style, especially in MMA, when you have a style that's like you've learned how to not take damage and kind of just coast on these dudes in a way. Right. People feel like and they call it coasting. I don't think it's coasting, but they call it coasting. But just you just kind of fight guys that and stay ahead of them. You know what I mean? If you and you know not to take damage and just kind of 
cruise to the victory, right? People people don't really like that. They want war. They want back and forth. They right. want it's either that or they want total domination. There's no in between, right? You know. So um, I think that's just what it is with the fans, and that comes with being uneducated about the sport a little bit. And I think. yeah, and, and un- knowing and seeing skill set. Uh, also shout out uh, Doctor UFC, the Doctor UFC first time chat. What up, bro? What up? What doing? up? And also, Fat Kid subscribed eight months. Fat Kid back again. Well oh, bro. Um, also, uh, oh, Wadi had asked earlier, <laughs> what did you guys think of both of them on the scale, Pereira and Izzy? Well, Pereira was very close to missing, not missing weight, but missing the timeline to make weight. He showed up very late. He showed up. He was one of the last. I think he was like the second or third to last to make weight, but he came in at 184.4 or something like that, I think. And out of sound, he came in at 185. But... I mean, I don't know. I feel like they both looked typical, uh, right? Yeah, how they would look on the scale cutting weight. Is there any fighter that missed weight? Two missed weight: Michael Trezano and uh, Ryan Spann. Ryan Spann. Okay. He's fighting Dominic Reyes. Ryan Spann versus Dominic Reyes. That's a great fight. Good to see um, Reyes back, though. Yeah, I know. I am glad to see that. And he he was talking too in his interview, saying that not only did he elevate his like everything, his grappling, his wrestling, but his striking defense, he elevated to a whole new level is what he says or claims. And uh, after seeing that fight he got in with Jiri Prashaka, I think that that's a very good thing to hear or yeah. see. Because that, that was a crazy fight where he took massive damage. Yeah. Well, we'll see. We'll see what he, what he comes out with. But um, it's always interesting, right? Styles make fights. You see a guy, I right now think Jiri would lose to John Jones. Right. I uh, yes, I would agree. But then you look at a, the way he he dealt with uh, Glover. Well, no, no, no. The way he dealt with Reyes, oh. and then you see how close, how razor thin. True. Yeah. You know Reyes. Uh, and the John Reyes Jones. Fight, the Reyes and John Jones fight was right. I could have thought Reyes won that one. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of people still do. Yeah. You know. So like, it's funny to me when you, even though MMA math doesn't work, right? But it's it's funny to me that that I think a lot of people would see that and think like, yo, I. Jerry would kill John Jones, right, right, because he killed Dominic Reyes, right. But I, I think that just chalks up, chalks it up to uh, Styles make fights, exactly, one hundred percent. And also, John Jones, I'm gonna say, is not the John Jones he used to be. No, no. And this time, yeah. You think if John Jones fought consistently, he would have already lost by now. Mm-hmm. I if, would he, say if he was still fighting, been, exactly. I think so. Uh, what's the word? You wouldn't be inevitable. Yeah, yeah it would have been. Yeah, that's that's just this game. Even his last fight against uh, Thiago Santos, yeah, Thiago was... had two torn ACLs and was still in there. Yeah, I mean, uh, well, excessive says I've harped on it enough, but my gripe with Izzy is he just does the whole charade like he's going to put them out and then takes no chances. Great skill set, great fighter. Just you know, knock it off. Knock off what? I don't understand that. Knock off. I guess what? he like has no control walk- if he could put someone else out or not. Like, no, I mean, a fight's gonna be the fight. I think he's talking about like the walk-ins, like doing the whole the whole so scenes that's and like flow. The, that's, that's his, his prom- that's yeah. the per- that's for you promoting a fight. That's that's all a part of the fight game. That's just yeah. I feel like and, that's and listen, as much as a fighter says, outlet. as much as a fighter says, listen, I'm gonna do this to a guy. I'm gonna do that. I'm gonna do that. A fighter knows his his capability. A fighter knows how good he is. A fighter knows when he's gonna win, right? And is. But at the same time, he's is not in his control when the fight starts. That motherfucker could be tough as fuck. You had all these plans to put this dude away, right? And you know, you even if you know your skill set is way better, sometimes people just don't go away how you think. You know, so yeah, believe in yourself. You have the confidence. You show up. You're like, all right, well, this is what I'm going to do. And you go there, and the person kind of 
changes the game plan on you a little bit. You know what I mean? They give you a hard time. It right. happens. You ain't just going to steamroll everybody. He's giving me a hard time. Now, why would I take a risk if I know that I can beat him like this? Path of least resistance, right? Why would I try to put myself in danger for what? For entertainment value. But then when I lose the belt, all my money, all my opportunities, they're gone. But I did it for the fans. Exactly. Yeah, to gain yeah. some they respect. Gain some respect. They don't give a fuck. But I, I know mean, I have a clear path to victory. Right. That that keeps me. Why wouldn't I take the clear path to victory? I mean, look at Adesanya's fight versus Gaslam. Come on, that was a great fight. That was a crazy fight, but that's a fight that Izzy took chances. He took in chances in and that fight. Got almost lost. He almost got knocked out. I would say. But you need fights like that in your career. Right. You do need. One or two of those. But every fight doesn't have to be that. You don't have to be the Justin Gaethje of the world. You know what I mean? Everybody <laughs> is not going to have a fight like that. You know? The Michael Chandler's. People don't realize. People love Michael Chandler's because he has these exciting fights, right? How much fights does Michael Chandler have in the UFC? Guess. Four. Four. There is no longevity in that. Right, yeah. that's There not... is no long. And, and I get, look where he's at, though, right? He's at the very top, right? He only had four to get there. If he had to start from scratch to do all that, nah. it would be tough. Yeah. You're not surviving. They injected him right at the top five, and he had four for, just like that. Yeah, for you see what I'm saying? Yeah. And I and I guarantee you, he doesn't have much more. Right. No, nah, there's no shot. He's already up there in age, yeah. Come on. Uh, but also, the uh, this is what MMA fans are. We get uh, an explanation from Excessive as to why he doesn't like Adesanya. And then we get from Whitaker is my dad. Here's his reason why he doesn't like Adesanya. He's gay and cringe. So there you go. What? Right. There, there's, there's your, that's your typical <laughs> MMA fan. Right, so yeah. I mean, don't get, don't get me started. Um, but well, speaking of getting started, where should we start on this card? Um, I like the first fight. First fight of the night. Yeah, early prelims, dude. The, like this entire card is stacked. But starting off, light heavyweight fight between Carlos Olberg and Nikolai Negumaranu. There it is. Carlos Olberg, of course, from New Zealand, fights and trains with Adesanya at a city kickboxing. Mm-hmm. Uh, Nikolai Negumaranu is a—he's uh, still pretty new to the UFC, I think. His he, last fight, though, was a, a very good fight. He had a great performance. He has been. I mean, the dude is a dog. Big power. Right. You know what I mean? He's great wrestling. Old, yeah, good wrestling. Just good intensity, man. I'm surprised they made this matchup. Only because Carlos is so young in his career. Yeah. So, you know what yeah. I mean? Um, Nikolai's undefeated, correct? Uh, I believe, let me see right now. He is 13 and one, 13 and one. Okay. Almost. But I, I and think how many fights does Carlos have? I mean, Carlos probably has like three fights. Carlos three, is fights, seven right? and one, seven and one. Uh, how many fights in the UFC does he have? Uh, this is his going to be his fourth fight in the UFC. Nice. He's okay. two and one so far. I still think that he's super green. You know what I mean? Yeah, I think he's sure. super green. And I'm shocked that they put this fight together. But I guess this is the UFC, right? This is the best of the best. I mean, yeah. So, and that's what I talk about getting to the UFC too early. I know Carlos is a great kickboxer. Dude takes massive chances. Um, I just don't, I don't, I don't know about this one. Uh, but also in this, well, whenever Izzy's fighting, I feel like he, they always get the city kickboxing guys to fight on the same car. Like that's always a thing, is it not? Anytime yeah. that any of them fight, or especially Adesanya, they always have. A bunch of other guys from that same gym. Yeah, fighting. I feel like that them. makes sense probably for them too. I mean, I since they're so, they're so far, far yeah, they're far away. You might as well get them over and just come as a team. But yeah, six and one, seven and one, whatever Carlos Oberg is, that is still a very green record. And is he a kickboxer? I thought he's like more of a wrestler. Oh my, just he's a kickboxer. Uh, I don't know why I thought he was. More of a... And the guy that he's fighting has great grappling and good strike. I think I think Nikolai takes this one, but I just think he's well, he's so much more diverse, more well rounded, and. I think he can get it done anywhere. Yeah, this is going to be a great fight to open up the card. Uh, 
two big prospects, like we said. That's what the UFC does. They love doing it. But Nikolai, four fight win streak coming to the UFC or coming to this fight. He is on a made it, his debut was a loss. Both guys' debuts were losses in the uh, UFC. So this should be a very interesting fight, no doubt about that. And I'm what excited. are the odds here? Carlos Oberg minus one twenty five. Nikolai plus one hundred five. Mm, already. Yeah. So if you're saying already. So if you're saying if you want to make some money, you, you think Nikolai's a good bet? Um, I'm not gonna give you all a bet and say that, but I would. I gotta go watch both of them fight now. I gotta go watch um some more Nikolai. But from what I do know of Nikolai, I just he's very yeah, good yeah. pressure and he can grapple. I just think he can out grapple Oberg. Call you know, Carlos. And Carlos, I mean, sorry. And 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 maul him. I would say on the ground. Yeah, I just don't see him having that grappling ability. Right. But he's a big boy too. He's tall. Rangy, he does control the range well, you know. Um, good punches, good kicks. But from what I saw last time from Carlos, is him getting into an unnecessary brawl with um Kennedy and Chukwu. Yeah, with Kennedy <laughs> and us. He got knocked out. Yeah, yeah but those. How do you get was, drawn into that? You yeah, know what I mean, yeah. after doing so well and winning, so yeah, he was cooking. He was cooking. If you have, if you have a guy who have a tendency to please the fans, that can get you in trouble. Exactly. I mean, that was also his what third. Fourth MMA fight in general. That was his debut in the UFC, so maybe he just got a little too excited. But, yeah, that was a fight he should have won. He hit, he had uh, Kennedy and Chukwu rocked, I remember. That was the first round, right? He got he got finished in? I believe. I think so. Um, damn. Wadi says, Nico is a brawler. Think he'll KO him, KO him to be fair. I will see. We will see. Um, all right, up next. Julio Ars versus Montel Jackson. Mm. Not expected to see Julio Ars on the early prelims, if we're being honest. Yeah. He's so underrated, man. This dude, Julio Ars is very underrated. But also Montel Jackson, two very good fighters again. Um, I think this is another fight where it's supposed to propel Montel Jackson. But I'm gonna I'm gonna be frank off the bat. I think that Montel has the great distance control. He's long, he's rangy. Big reach advantage, which is going to be tough for Julio to deal with. But I do think that Julio Ars is another live dog. I, I would agree with that one. Yeah. I think he's coming coming in at this one at plus 205, if I'm not mistaken. Let me see right now. He's coming in at, at uh, what the hell is he? Plus 175, minus 205 for Montel Jackson. So, yeah, that's not a bad one to bet on at all. And I agree with you. I think I think Julio Ars is the dog in this one. He's got great striking. Let's not he forget. Does. He he's got very does. good striking. Yeah. yeah, he actually does. Um, I think he's he's had some tough goes, you know. But I seen his his last fight. If you take a look at that last fight, his last performance was really was really good. I was impressed with the technical. This is technical ability. The way he fought, the nonstop movement in his footwork, the constant change of direction, and he fought the entire fight, which worried me. He fought the f- entire fight on the back foot. And I think this is going to be another fight where it's going to be hard for him to win if he fights that way against Montel. Because Montel, we know Montel, he's rangy, he's tall. He's coming, he puts a lot of pressure, right? My thing with Montel, doesn't move his head a lot. He's very upright, and he's just coming directly at you. So his head is always there. Southpaw, good jab. Julio Ars is also a southpaw. But where I think he shines, the footwork. Mm. The footwork and being able to get on the inside. But if he waits for Montel on the outside and hovers on the cage the way he does... I think that's where we see him uh, getting into trouble. But he can do that for three five-minute rounds nonstop, moving, fainting, and getting off punches on angles. Um, very, very good technical boxer. And I think I'm going to go with Julio Ars on this one, yeah. I am too. I, I think he too. takes it as the underdog as well. That's some good money. 
Plus 205 is some good stuff if you're looking into that one as well. Um, that also, might be my free underdog pick. Oh, yeah? It might be. It might be. We'll see. Well, we will see. And Julio Ars, only like one of two New York fighters on this card. Mm-hmm. Or three. Matt Frivola. What are they from New York, though? Matt Frivola is, I think, right? No, nah, Matt. He's from New York. He is? He's from Long Island? Yeah, yeah. He's from uh, our law. He falls out of law. Right, right. Fights Michael Trezano, I think, is from New York. And so Julio no, Ars. Trezano's from Jersey. Oh. Ars is from Queens. Right. So Ars but and Matt Frivola, that's it. Yeah. Did Ars relocate to Jersey, or he's still in Queens? I don't know. Mm. Yeah, I could not tell you, but um, what I can tell you is that's going to be a good fight, they're too. They're representing... Exactly, Our beautiful city of New York. The only Shout two people on the damn card. It'd be a sh- It'd be nice if they could get some other New York fighters, but well, honestly, there's not a lot of New York fighters though. In general, in general, yeah. Yeah, I I feel like that's weird though, because I feel like when I think of New York and MMA, I feel like it's pretty popular here. Like there's it gyms is. like almost everywhere. There is, but caliber fighters are where. True, they're all. On, I think they, they used to be. Yeah, yeah. they used to be. They a probably lot of went all the one, sunny places. Once COVID hit, remember that's when Co- New York was. New York took a hit with COVID, man, fighting because they went hard and like nobody could do anything. <laughs> Remember, we trained in the backyard to get ready for uh, <laughs> yeah. to fight the number eight guy in the world. <laughs> you know what I mean? I still fought him with you were my my training partner. For real, like it's just tough. You, so everybody was like, "No, I can't do this," and they all left. So the people who stayed are, you know, are still here. But even the people who who stayed have to go get training, like all over. Oh. I mean, look what you're doing. You go to Philly to sometimes to get training. Yeah. Damn, I don't. I mean, I don't blame at all um, them at all for leaving because at that point, no one knew how long this shit was going to take and when shit was going to come back or gyms were going to open up and everything. No. So yeah, that was it a is shit what show. it is. That was a shit show. Next uh, up. Next up. Oh, first off, Valles says hi from Italy. Oh, Valles. Yeah, what up, bro? What's up, Valles? What up? And Maroon said, when it comes to the regions of fighters, you got to think that the Northeast got to be the top amongst the top to get noticed by the big leagues because of the competition. True. Probably is harder. Probably is harder to become pro in, I would say, in these metropolitan areas. Like, think about you fighting in Florida or you fighting in, like, Texas or something, these these random-ass things. You're probably fighting people that are, like, random-ass crazy people that are just like, I love fighting, you know? I guess. I think I would say the competition is stiffer. Here, yeah, I would say so. Yeah, the With more people, is typically, yeah, typically stiffer. But you know, your talent is talent. Is if you have a good group of guys training with you and you have a good caliber team, you'll be fine. Right, that makes sense. No matter where you are. Excessive, excessive said Phil's boy Cuomo kills New York MMA. Thanks, Phil. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All righty. Up next, Michael Trezano. Yep, Michael Trezano versus Sung Woo Choi. I like Sung Woo Choi a lot. Yeah. He's an up-and-comer and a young prospect. He's got some big wins uh, under his name. He's got that heavy power. But Michael Trezano. I like Trezano. I like Trezano a lot. Um, I didn't realize how tall um, Sung, Sung Woo Choi is. Yeah, I didn't. I, I didn't realize how tall he was. God damn. I did not realize I thought that. I thought Trezano was, probably, was very tall for his division, for a featherweight. The, these are some yeah. tall ass featherweights, both of them. Damn, holy um, shit, yeah. This is another fight for me. I'm going with the dog. Oh yeah? You're going Michael Trezano? Going Michael Trezano. How? Wrestling? You think he keeps on the feet? I'm I'm giving I'm giving him money for this one. This one is like, look at I gave y'all three picks already for the free. That's true. Wow, for that the is free. True. Think about it. Three for the free. Well, 
I mean, coming in at plus, what is it? 135, too. That's not too bad. And minus 155 for Sung Woo Choi. Sung Woo Choi, though, coming off, I'm pretty sure, two-fight losing streak. Yeah, two-fight losing streak. Uh, coming to this fight, Michael Trezano is on a two-fight losing streak as well. So, I mean, yeah. this might make for a crazy, crazy fight. He's fighting for their job here. In, in this sort of in this sort of situation, yeah. Especially two guys still, I would say still early in their career in the UFC. Trezano's been in here since 2018, and Sung Woo Choi has been in the UFC since... 2019, yeah. So, so these guys definitely have uh, have some experience. Experience, yeah, exactly. Some experience. Also, Sung Woo Choi only three and f- three and four in the UFC right now too. So, damn, yeah, he's definitely fighting for his job. Yeah, but it, it's it's interesting to see him as a favorite. You know, I know that's what I'm thinking. Looking too. at both their skill sets, I'm I think Trezano Trezano has a much better skill set. I would say he's a more well rounded fighter. Mm-hmm. Um, but like I said, odds are Michael Trezano plus one thirty five, Sung Woo Choi minus one fifty five. I think it's the dimensions kind of like sway people too sometimes. What if this their stature and size? Yeah, the reach and the height and all that. But I mean, one inch is not bad. But I mean, also I didn't. I really did not realize that both these motherfuckers were that tall. Yeah, Trezano's a big boy for the division. I mean, now so is Sung Woo Choi. I guess huge. Next up, I'll let you take this one, sir. <laughs> All right, next up, we got Carolina Kowalecewicz versus Silvana Gomez Juarez. Poland versus Argentina. Wow. That's a pretty random matchup, yeah. Odds are close on this one, too. Minus 115 for Carolina and minus 105 for Silvana. Um, I'm going to be honest with you. Tell us. I don't, I don't know these two. <laughs> 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 Wait, are we Bill. supposed to be surprised? Oh, man, act like oh, we're surprised. Like, all right, well, Bill, we know you don't watch women's MMA. Bill's acting like he just dropped he the ball. He's like, man, I, I'm sorry. I got to be honest with you guys. I don't I don't know who they are. <laughs> I mean, I am good with I mean, my, my fight, my woman fighters. <clears throat> okay. <laughs> well, Car- Carolina is pretty good. Long, long lanky striker. Um, We've seen her take some hard L's. We've seen her KO'd a few times, right? Mm. But um, in this matchup, I think, I'm gonna lean. I'm gonna lean with uh, Carolina only because I think of of her experience. Wadi said these are two of the funnest women to watch. Yeah, is that right? I mean, you know they're gonna go out and throw. <laughs> Phil would have no idea. I mean, Carolina won on a five fight losing streak. Damn! Oh, she did get knocked out by Jessica Andrade. That's the fight you were talking about, I think. No, uh, but she's coming off a win off Felicia Herrig by submission in her last fight. So they finish out here. Silvana's coming off a KO win too. Na Liang. Uh, in her last fight in 2022. So, yeah, this might be a pretty good fight. We'll see some uh, finish in this one. Next up, my lock. Oh. <laughs> my yes. lock my lock from like a few years ago that y'all never let that me That are never going to be let down. We got Matt Frivola versus Ottoman Azaitir. This, honestly, this fight right here mm-hmm. is a secret, secret banger, I feel yeah. like, of a fight. Both of these guys are, uh, Matt Frivola in general, is right. always coming out. Can we talk about it? Go ahead. Go Can ahead. we talk about it? <laughs> Matt Favola versus Atman uh, Azi, Azitar. 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 I'm going to say. He says it exactly the same back to <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go ahead and say this fight is our full violence fight of the night. Oh. Um, it's easy to say Michael Chandler Dustin and, uh, and Dustin Poirier. That's the easy go to to say that's our full violence fight, right? But this fight right here, I think, is a sleeper. I think Matt Favola is very unorthodox. Mm. And I think that the pace that he puts on on people. He 
puts up a fight where it's kind of like kill or be killed. So right. I'm going to go with Matt Frivola, um producing and forcing Adam to fight and forcing us to see uh, – Full violence type of fight. So shout out full violence on that one. Yeah, shout out full violence. And I agree with you. Any fight that Matt Favola is in, we're gonna see violence, no doubt about that. But Anman Azatir Azatar, he uh is this only his second fight? He's the uh potato gate, right? <laughs> potato gate. What's I, potato gate? Uh where Ottoman someone snuck in they were when they were fighting Abu Dhabi with COVID. And uh, yeah, someone yeah. snuck in, like, scaled balconies to bring Ottoman Azaitir something to his room. What's in the bag? Yeah, and they, they asked him, like, what's in the bag? And he, they, someone was like, oh, oh, Ali was just like, what? It was potatoes. Like, what? Do you, like, he just wanted some potatoes. Like, <laughs> uh, whatever that means, I don't know. I think it was rehydration stuff. Oh, it had to be, right? Yeah. If, if you are willing to scale a hotel side to bring something to a fighter, it's not, it's not potatoes. potatoes. <laughs> and uh, the UFC cut him. Yeah, they did. Him, and then they re-signed him. Because I think they realized the following he has. On Instagram, I'm pretty sure he has like close to a million followers already. Oh, really? So all you got to do is have he, clout to get but he, but he also comes from like rich money, I think. Like like emperor money or something like that. Like, oh, really? like oil money or something. Like something, you know, because he's in the Middle East or wherever he comes from. Is there any, that's like Morocco. the source on that. Is that like... like uh, I'm pretty sure. I'll, I'm going to look it up right now. I'm going to look him up like right now. Sultan. Yeah, something like that. Like, I'm pretty sure he comes from money, and that's why the UFC were like, all right, we'll, we'll take him, you know? Wow. Has he fought since? That was his... He, KO, he got, his debut 2019 was a knockout, and then he's fought, he fought Kama Worthy in 2020, by, and he won by TKO. So this is his first fight in two years. Okay. Uh, so, I mean, that's, that's kind of a bit, a bit of a time off. And for, for Vola, man, I like for Vola. Listen, when it comes to for Vola... I, I'm not huge on his skill, like the way he, you know what I mean? Like his skill set, the way he puts it together, like right. his technical ability. I don't see a lot of technical ability where I'm like, all right, this guy is like super sharp or, you know, but what he lacks in like technical ability, I think he makes up for just in his own tenacity and his, his willingness to go in there and make it a dog fight. Exactly. You know what I mean? That, this dude, in your face. he is going to fight you. Right. And that's why I've always liked him. I always liked his fight style. I, is nonstop is action the entire time, and he's beat some people that you don't expect him to beat, right? You know he has a win over Jalen Turner. Mm. You remember that fight? Damn, actually, I I, I didn't remember. That. <laughs> he has a win over Jalen Turner. Like the dude is is very very good, and this is why I had him a lock against McKinney at that at that time <laughs> before we knew McKinney, right? True. Um, yeah, that's his debut. But I think it's it's hard for me to go against Matt Frivola just ba- just purely based off of just his own uniqueness and his own heart. Makes him a problem for a lot of motherfuckers. Right, he's a dog in there, yeah. like you said. And also, it being two years after Odman's last fight, that's that's a long time off. I feel like it is. And um, to come back against a guy like this, exactly, someone who's going to be in your face non nonstop at all. It's an awkward fight. Sometimes the awkward fighters are are the worst fighters to fight, in my opinion. Right. I rather fight a guy that that has clean lines. Right. Sometimes you fight a guy that that's awkward, that's just herky jerky and doing a bunch of weird shit, like not textbook. It makes for a harder fight. Exactly. They just they don't know what to do. Uh, but also, Whitaker said he's best buds with a Moroccan prince. So that's what it is. Oh, uh, okay. Ottoman Azaitir. But, uh, yeah, like we said, full violence fight of the night. This is going to be a banger between both of these guys. And uh, both got big power and are able to put this fight out at any, any notice. So I would not miss this one. All right. And all right, Ooh, this yeah. is a good one too, right here. To open the prelims, we got Andre Petrovsky versus Wellington Terman. 
Uh, Wellington Terman, another Brazilian guy who I think his has been training out of uh, out of Connecticut with Pereira and uh, Glover Teixeira. Mm-hmm. I think we see we're probably going to see a lot of guys. I feel like start going there now to random spot in Connecticut. I don't know where in Connecticut they are, but yeah, it's uh, Teixeira's gym. Yeah, it's Glover's gym. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, we're gonna. I can agree with that. We'll start to see a ton of Brazilians probably yeah. migrate and start to you know work with those guys over there. For real, yeah. I mean, if you got two two guys two already the there, three and now a one almost a former well almost former champ, and uh, Alex Pereira who's fighting for the belt. Yeah, why would you not? But in this one, I, I right off the bat, I'm, I'm gonna go with Andre Petrovsky. I think he's his wrestling and grappling is gonna be too much for Wellington Terman. Yeah. I think I think that Andre Petrovsky has been going on saying that he's the best grappler in the division, and you know, in due time, people are going to find out, and it's just the matter of him, you know, showing it. And he's been trying to get a fight against uh, Bo Nichols for the longest, just to prove Damn. that he also tried to fight Bo Nichols. He tried to, you know, get him in a grappling match. You know, it's like he said, "Hey, I'll grapple you," you know, just to show you that I'm the better, the best grappler, and um. Obviously that didn't pan out. <laughs> Bo Nichols been saying no, which which I understand. But um, he's a prelim fighter. Andreas, he doesn't want to deal with him. And, <laughs> I guess. But I think uh, I think Andre Pachowski gets this done. I think he does have some really really good grappling ability, and um, I think this is a, this is a great fight for him. I think he's gonna get it done. He fights out of Philly. Yeah. Do you train with him? Yeah. So he's got good grappling. He does. From experience. From experience, he has very good <laughs> grappling. Uh, didn't he fight on um that uh the the what's it called grappling card too? Fury, so, yeah, he was on there too, right? Yeah, he's on a Fury grappling. Sean team. Brady with Sean Brady. Sean so. Brady was on there. A few guys from Philly were on there. Right. Um. Yeah, the dude can grapple. The dude can grapple. So I think that I think that that's his massive massive advantage in this fight. Putting it together, I think he's green and he's learning to put it together still. Um, but I do think that he has a massive advantage against Wellington. I think Wellington's only chance here is catching him early and putting him away. Right. But if he can't stop the wrestling of Andre Petrowski, if he cannot, if he enters the wrestling exchanges early on, I think I think he loses it's Wellington. Over. Yeah. But um, if Petrowski can maintain the cardio, keep that keep the cardio up and able to you know keep the force those grappling exchanges, I think he gets the finisher. I mean. With the odds for minus 205 for Andre Petrovsky, I mean, there's a reason why they're that high, I feel like, obviously. I think Andre Petrovsky just takes this one, grapples, grapples his way to victory. Does he have any finishes on the feet? Um, Not that I know of. I was going to say, I don't think he does. But, let's see. Wellington Terman, too. I remember he uh, he was on a little fight, losing streak for a little bit. But he came back, I think he, his last fight was a win. Um. Oh, he has four KO, TKO. Yeah, elbow and punches, TKO, TKO, TKO. Yeah, I mean, this is his fourth fight in the UFC, too. He's undefeated in the uh, UFC so far. So, I mean, we shall see how, th- how this one's going to end. Also, his last fight was against Nick Maximoff, who who is uh, who's a great... Yeah, choked him unconscious. Yeah, and, and Nick Maximoff is apparently this big wrestler, too, coming out of Nate Diaz Academy. He trains with Nate Diaz. He's a part of his squad I, I and think, his team. I think Maximoff got a lot of hype behind him just because, because of... Because of Nate. Yeah. Dude, I, he tweets and, like, talks exactly how Nate Diaz... Like, they just copy their style. <laughs> like, he it literally is, like, it's kind of wild how, how that happens, but... I'm taking Andre Petrovsky in this one for sure. Oh. Next okay, up. Next up. What are the odds on that actually? 
Andre Petrovsky minus two hundred five and Wellington Terman plus one seventy five. All righty. Before, what are the odds? The next fight is going to be Aaron Blatchfield versus Molly McCann. Please give me the odds before we before we get into this. Aaron Blanchfield minus three eighty. You Molly know who that is? Yes. Okay. Molly McCann plus three ten. This might be the heaviest odds in this card. I think it is. Let me tell you something. It a is. lot of money is in on this fight. People put a lot of money on this fight. And I'll tell you what. I'm giving out a lot of free picks today. I don't know if I'm gonna put them up on OnlyFans today. That's why. Uh, okay. Really? Well, there you go. This is a good card to kind of charge for. <laughs> I probably should put it up, right? You probably should. All right, all right, all right. I'm not I was trying gonna, to be yeah, you're <laughs> capitalistic, right. you're, but... You're right. I probably should put them up. But let I, me tell you, man. Mm-hmm. This fight right here... Oh, man. Don't tell me you're going Molly. <laughs> I mean, I'm not I'm not going to tell you what I'm going with. This is going to be up. This is one of the fake... This will be... You want this pick? It's going to be up. Because I'm going to tell you exactly how it's going to go. How you know how exactly... I'm going gonna, gonna, I'm gonna to tell you exactly I, how I this fight is going to go. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put it up on the... Uh, on the OnlyFans. Only so this will be one of the pick. It'll be it'll be up. It'll be up for purchase. Well, can I say what I think is gonna happen? Go for it. I think Aaron Blanchfield absolutely dominates on the ground, wrestles her. Okay. <laughs> you look so unimpressed. What? What do you want me to do? <laughs> he can't I, just, give I can't give you I'm selling, just listening, bro. Unless he can't give a thing. Unless we see Unless we see Molly Meatball throw a spinning elbow and catch her, I don't. I don't see a way of her winning this fight. Molly got that big power, man. I mean, yes, yeah, she could. She could. She could end the fight and and uh, at any time. But Aaron Blanchfield and her wrestling, I feel like that. That's like that's a whole other level. If I'm Two, not mistaken, Two K said Molly gonna get ragdolled. That's that's what I'm saying. I agree. Like I think she's just gonna get wrestle fucked the entire fight. When have we not seen Aaron Blanchfield do that? Like that's all she does. Yeah. And Whitaker said, Phil's never seen either of them fight in his life. And That's a lot. Here, and he's here breaking it down. Yeah, exactly. As I'm here talking about how, how it's going to happen. Well, well round. All I think, three? I think it, yeah, I think it goes to decision. It goes to decision? Yeah. I think she just rag, like just wrestles her the entire like a time. Wet blanket her. For real. Mm. All right, cool. Well, if you want my pick on this fight <laughs> right, cool. and exactly how it's going to go, how I think it's going to go. Um, you know where to find. You it. know where to find it. I may even include the full breakdown on the page in a video uh, behind the paywall. So go ahead and grab that. There you go. Exclamation point! What is it? Picks or exclamation point? Only fans. Exclamation point! Bets. I just put it in. You put it in already? Yeah. All right. Nice. But uh, yes. Next up. Next up, a fight that could easily be on the main card, but it is not. Obviously, number seven Dominic Reyes versus number twelve Ryan Span. Ryan Span also missed weight. He came in at a. Uh, I think 186.6 or something like that. Ryan Spann didn't talk to his son this fight. Get the motivation <laughs> wait, to make what? weight. Oh, yeah. That shit wait, was, wait, 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 wait. That shit was... I'm sorry. <laughs> that sounds like an excuse that, a man uses to not uh, talk to his son. Like, no, what are you Yeah, I know, about? right? Yeah, like... I'm preparing for a fight. Can't talk to him. You can't get on the phone with your child? You, what are you talking about? You just completely <laughs> made up a something about this dude just now. That's not what I said. Oh, I that is not what I said. I, did you watch the story last time of him where he it was saying that, you know, what made him start to take fighting serious after his loss is his son told him that he should do better when he fights. Oh, Y'all don't remember right. that? <laughs> no, no. I know it was literally just like, he was, his son just looked at him and said, you should do better. Do better yeah. And he was like, wow. you know what? I should do better. <laughs> and then that, he was he was depressed. And then that's that one line. He was no longer depressed. And it was like this whole thing. And I'm like, bro. That was the weirdest yeah. fucking story <laughs> yeah, ever. Like, it was just the most oddest thing ever. And I'm just like, 
that sounds just like excuses, man. I don't know. That was weird to me. He was just like, yo, now uh, my diet is, is everything is like, that's what it took. (laughs) All he needed was his six-year-old to say something to him. You know what? What he said. And the the thing that he said, it's not like he said like this profound thing. He was just like, you know what? You should do better. You should win. You know what that's giving me low key? You know, like when women like on Facebook, like (laughs) they'll be like, today, my two year old told me, mommy, when I grow up, I want to be a doctor because I never want to see you struggle again. Yeah. That baby did not say that shit. Exactly. (laughs) That baby did not say that shit, bro. (laughs) Exactly. People are like, ma'am, what? It reminds me of one of those type of posts, but whatever. I'm going to let him have it. Maybe that's what he needed. That's funny as hell. Maybe um, his child is his mental coach. Maybe, but um, well, this is motivation. So, uh, I in this fight, with that being said, I'm going Dominic Reyes. Yeah, I'm taking Dominic Reyes as well. I think yeah. just all around, he's a better fighter. Yeah, and we've seen Ryan Span struggle before. We've seen him struggle in fights. I mean, we've it's one thing to struggle. I mean, every anybody can struggle in a fight, right? It's just that there's two ways for both of these guys, right? I think that. Dominic Reyes, also, he carries big power in both these hands. I think that uh, Ryan Spann is going to look to wrestle. Him missing weight, how much did he miss weight by? 0. 0.6. 0. 0.6, so not uh, it's not terrible. Right, it's kind of, yeah. But at the same time, you have to you have to kind of like, all right, where did things go wrong? Was it right. cardio? Was it this? You know, I think that when people miss weight, I think it's cardio, you know. Or injured. Or- but that, might, that small amount of weight, it could be something minuscule, so it doesn't matter. But I we've seen him struggle with cardio in the past. Mm-hmm. Um, we've seen him uh, struggle to not be able to get the takedowns, and that gives him a problem. I think Dominic Reyes may be the better stand-up guy. I think Dominic Reyes might be able to catch him with something. He carries big hands, big power in his hands. But the, oh, another thing with Dominic Reyes is that he doesn't move his head at all. Right. <laughs> like nothing. He's just, he just takes very it, straight yeah. up. You know, He takes the shots, but he fights his way out of uh, out of trouble. Right. And um, I respect it. So. And coming to this loss, Dominic Reyes is actually on a three-fight losing streak. I didn't even remember that. Lost to John Jones in 2020. Lost to Jan Blachowicz, TKO in 2020. Then his last loss, KO, to Yuri Prashaka in 2021. And he's had some time off since May of 2021. Yeah. And like I said before, he he said he's... Of course, every fighter is going to say that. But like he said he's gone back to the gym. Hasn't even thought about fighting. Just worked on everything. Most importantly, his striking defense is what he's, he said that he's been working on. Uh... And I'm hoping we get to see that because yeah, he took a lot of damage in that fight against Jerry Prashaka. But yeah. I think he takes this one as well, though. I when, think when guys say working on defense, it's I w- I'm so curious. I want to know what he means. Like I want him to elaborate. I want to like when he talks. I would love to see what that means to him. Right. You know, because working on defense, especially in in MMA, that I've been that's been just a talking point of mine as of right, lately. You have said that, yeah. And it's like I'm telling you, man, the importance of defense that in MMA we just that's not something we kind of put. A massive importance on it's just kind of like you just kind of train and train offensively all the time and it's like the most you think about defense is like blocking right or maybe and, moving yeah and defense is there's so much more to defense than just blocking right you know what i mean so um there's defense in being offensive you know what i mean there's 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 levels of defense there and i'm curious i would love to, a guy of his caliber i'd love to just have a conversation or even just be a fly on the wall to just see what he his um Definition no, of his definition of defense is of striking defense. Yeah, yeah I, I would love to see it. I mean, yeah, that is true because it probably is it obviously is different for every fighter. Mm-hmm. Like, what truly did you work on to make improve your striking defense? Exactly, because like, a what? lot of times that's good. I feel like it's formalities, right? 
people have to say, right? Oh, I'm better than I'm last, better yeah. than the last time. I'm better, yeah. and, I, and I'm, we've spoken about it. And I feel like guys have to say that, so they're obligated to say that, or it's kind of like you just have to, right? It's just a thing that fighters say. It's few. I think about five percent of the guys actually mean it who actually like took something from a loss and went and fucking worked on that thing and actually got better right right you can take something from it and then you go work on it and then you just be your damn Do self the same again. Shit, you're the yeah. same guy right but i'm curious to see what it means to him and how much has he actually and truly done and well the best thing is we're gonna see we're gonna see tomorrow exactly see yeah if he actually if, if he actually worked on anything and if if it if it uh plays out plays out or if he actually received it in his bloodstream as my coach would say right are you gonna say something um i was gonna say damn i forgot it okay wow well (laughs) it was about it was about um how many fighters or like you said like people fighters always say they got better Mm -hmm. but i mean i think for you you i know you watch all your fights on repeat but i don't think all the fighters do that in order to I th- improve. I, I disagree. I think they just say they don't because they don't want to seem like, uh, it's the weirdest they're thing down to bad. Uh, like I, don't, I don't think you're down bad, like but it's hurt. just like, I think you should watch your fights. I agree, yeah. I think you should obsessively watch your right. fights. Wins, losses, See all of them. See what you did well and what but, you did wrong. And I was telling that to Dominic Cruz when we were me and him were talking. I was saying like, yo, I think I do that a lot. I watch my fights. And he actually brought it back up in an interview with with uh, Ariel Hawani, he mentioned you know me and him. He mentioned that conversation, and he was like, "It was good for me to hear that." You know, for him saying he was saying it was good for him to hear that when, and that was cool. Oh, I he shouted you out. Yeah, I didn't think that he actually. I, that. Yeah, I didn't think that someone like like I thought that that was normal. Like a guy at his caliber, I was like, "Oh yeah, he watches his fights all the time." But he said that he didn't. He was like, "Oh yeah, that was it for me," and then I moved on. That's what I'm saying. I don't think every fight that does is that. weird to me, and I don't understand why that is. I think because it takes a little bit of thicker skin because sometimes it's hard to go over a loss. Right. An ego, maybe. How? If you're by yourself. Oh, I mean, if you're by yourself. Some people don't want to just, sometimes some people are just avoidant like that. I'm not saying he is. or I'm not celebrating and watching it with my friends and family. We kicking back watching me get cooked. You know what I'm saying? But (laughs) if I'm by myself. Get around. Yeah. (laughs) If I'm by myself, you have to go. You have to face yourself. You have to face yourself in every aspect of everything in life, right? You have to be able to face yourself. You have to be able to not the same thing with sitting with your own thoughts, meditation, the meditate. You have to be able to just be with your own self. There's nothing wrong with being with yourself and, you know, and understanding you. And I think as a fighter, I think that's important. Sit down and watch your fights and be super critical of yourself at all times. I mean, it could only help you. It's not going to be It can like, only yeah, help it's you. It's not like going to do anything negative. I've seen guys talk about, oh, yeah, I didn't watch it. Maybe watch it like once or twice. I, I I always thought that was bullshit. I'd be like, yo, get the fuck out of here. Why wouldn't you? Listen, I spend my entire life, I put in so much work, sacrifice after sacrifice, day in, day out. Three, two to three times a day, I'm doing this. I sacrifice everything for this. To learn a technique and to make this shit look good and go and execute it. And you telling me... When I execute it, when it matters on the biggest stage, you tell me you think I ain't looking at that shit like, ooh, <laughs> like, yes, yes, that shit. Is, I'm watching it over and over and over and over. I'm excited about it. And then when it doesn't work, I'm disappointed. And I want to know why it didn't work. Right. So guess what? I'm watching it over and over and over and seeing like, hmm, that's where I fucked up. Boom. And when I do, I bring it to the gym and I work on it over and over and over and over. And then I go and I train and I, and I, and I do it to my partners over and over and over and over so I can perfect it. That's the whole fucking point. Right. Why wouldn't I watch it? Exactly. No. 
people want to be cool. Like, oh, no, I didn't watch it. Like, I don't care. I, didn't, yeah. I don't really care that much. Not important to me. On to the next. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> yes, on to the next. But let me study this shit and make sure this shit is good exactly. before I move on to the next. I mean, you think about any sport, any sport in general, they're watching film regardless. Watch, Absolutely. They're watching film. Hockey, Absolutely. football, basketball, literally everything. Oh, I didn't watch. I let my coach watch it. I don't really know. Uh, yeah, like, you're an idiot. Your coach is not fighting. You're an idiot. Yeah. Like, <laughs> but I also remember, I also understand some guys get uh real mental about it. They're more men they're not as mentally strong as some people. So That's what I think is the they, thing. They they may not want to watch it because they may create monsters in their own head watching right. a guy and they're like, Oh man, he did this, he did that, he did or that. Or maybe they're not able to look at their errors or their th- critically. Right. Not everyone is like, like sophisticated within. The it's sport. not hard. I don't think that's. I think that's a cop out. It's not hard. No, but it's some, not hard to sit down and watch yourself and look at the shit where you're fucking up. Just look. <laughs> I fucked up. That's it. Why can't you do that? People, it's one thing to admit it to people, another person or admit it to the world. Mm-hmm. I get that. Some people have you know struggle with that and they have egos and uh, you know it is what it is. But come on, bro. You can't sit with yourself. Shut the fucking door if you have to. Just you and you can't say. Yeah, I gotta work on that. I don't know, man. Come Everything's on, different. Come though. on. <laughs> I'm not saying that would be me. I'd want to look and see where I went wrong, but not everybody has that in them. Everyone's different. Literally, every every head is its own world. Like everyone is different. Um, but I wish you guys thought Randy was joking. He literally obsesses. He watches his stuff on repeat all the time. You have to. Why wouldn't you? And. It, He's not joking. <laughs> Why wouldn't that. you? At that, the most random time. Yo, I'll tell ran, you. He just went on. The other trip. night, the other night, I just woke up in the middle of the night. I woke up at like three in the morning. And I was mm-hmm. like, fuck. I just started watching fights. You know what <laughs> fights I watched? Which one? My fights. Really? <laughs> Wins, losses, all of them. All of them. Because, mm-hmm. and I'll tell you, I'll be fully transparent here, right? I'll tell you. I was, sometimes, I was sad, right? I was sad the other day. And I don't know why I was sad. I was just sad. And I was like, what the fuck? Why am I sad? I'm just fucking sad right now. I don't know why. And I, it was after, it was right after the fight with, um, Trinaldo. with Trinaldo. I fought when I felt like I lost. Mm. I won and I felt like I lost because I know what I'm capable of. And I know, you know, how the fans received, you know, performance. my performance. And I know I, sh- I could have been better, but a lot of people didn't know I was sick before the fight. But I still took the fight. I almost pulled out this close, but I still did what I needed to do. And how it felt, I didn't feel like I won. You know, in the moment, I didn't feel like I didn't take advantage of the moment. And I was like, damn, I never took advantage of the moment. This was a big moment for me, and I fucked it up again. That's how I felt, right? So I was just sad for a little bit, randomly. I was disappointed. I was like, what the fuck? Why am I sad? It's so random. So then I sat. I woke up in the middle of the night one night, that night, and I just fucking watched all my fights. All of them. All of them. All of them. Outside of the UFC, everything. Oh, wow. I sat there. I was up all night. I just watched them. And you know what that did for me? What? It told me, fuck these people. Uh-huh. I was like, man, fuck these people. Like, look at my progression. Right, exactly. Look at what I, I got to UFC at 6-0. and Very fucking green, right? And I was pro for like a year and a half prior to that. That's and I was like, right yo, man. look what I've accomplished. Look how much better I've gotten. Look at my ability. And I, look, and I know where the fuck I'm headed. I just looked and I'm like, better, better. Next one, I lost, setback. I fixed that hole better. I fixed that hole too better. I fixed that hole better, 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 better. And I'm just like... That's what matters. This is martial arts. You are chasing perfection. That's all that matters. And you're looking to implement. I'm thinking of it on a sports level too much. And I was like, nah, bro, this is mixed martial. This is martial arts at the end of the day. And this is what I got into it for, for the love of martial arts and to develop and get better. And that's what I did. And I looked at everything from the beginning to end to where I'm at now. Not end, but where I'm at right now to current. 
and I'm doing fucking great. <laughs> I would definitely say so, so. So that's why I was I was like, all right. And then the next day I was good. <laughs> and that's the thing. People could tell you that, but until you see it yourself or believe right. it yourself, you don't, you're not satisfied. Exactly. exactly. No, that's true. Why they said post nut clarity. Yeah. yeah. That, hey, there it is. It's, you, you compare it to that. It's true. Good analogy. <laughs> that is. That is true. Wadi, I had a question. Actually, Geraldine had a question for you. Oh. Um, she wants to know why you're always crying. Is he always crying? Whenever we see pictures of him, yeah, he in does the chat, look like he's crying. He's crying. <laughs> well, I think that's because it's the same picture someone always posts. Mm, today I saw a new picture. And oh, I'm he's like, crying, and he was crying. Uh, oh, and he has his shirt off. Yes, yeah, he always has his shirt <laughs> off, Listen, and he's always. I want to be like the cop, the confidence of Wadi. Wadi don't give a fuck, bro. Wadi, at all, yeah. Wadi just be shirtless at all times, fat, rose <laughs> everywhere. I just don't care. Shirtless in the chat at every moment. Every post, every picture of Wadi's shirtless, except for this one. He has a shirt on. Yeah, and turtles. And turtles, but that's Wadi. a classic, though. We love, we love our Wadi. Um, where were we? Oh, back to what you're saying. Dominic Ray's getting better. Right, that's what took us on that fucking <laughs> yeah, journey. But I feel like a lot of a lot of fighters always say that, but then we see, uh, for example, I'm not trying to pick on him, but Chase Hooper. Chase Hooper has said that in the past where he's gotten better on better striking blow, better defense. But in his last fight, what did we see? Wasn't that his first step back, though? His first real step back? No. Yeah. No? Uh, in the UFC? He's lost before in the UFC. Oh, okay. okay. But that, that, was a, that was a vicious one. That you was, know what? It's subjective, too. You got to think about someone. What is progression to one person or another? Think about what I just said. True. Right? For me, there was progression. Right? For him, maybe he feels like there was progression. I'm sure he was disappointed in his last performance, you know, which is normal. But at the same time, um, you have to realize, too, 90%, I told you, 98, it's a formality. You have to, it's just a thing that fighters do. Right. Why would you not say it? Yeah. They just say it. And it's like, I've seen guys say it, and then they come to the gym, and I've trained with them. I'm like, wait a minute. We trained your whole camp. I was like, you were, you did the same shit, bro. You never, you never addressed the issue. You did the same shit. Maybe we spoke about it a couple times amongst like teammates. I was like, yeah, you know, maybe you should try this. And but I never seen you work on it. And hey, I'm not with you 24 seven. But still, then when you fight or you spar, bro, I see the same hole. Like it's the same shit. But that's just how it is. You have to say that. I feel like people just say it. But a lot of times, here's another thing when it comes to martial arts and the UFC fighters. It's sometimes what's going to separate you is the work you do by yourself. Right. Sometimes the guys in these big, big camps, it's just like they show up to this class. They show up to that class. They never miss a class and they show up to all the classes. Maybe meet up with the head coach once in a while, do some mitts. That's it. They showed up. I showed up. I made every I never missed the class. And they think that's what it is. Mm. You get in great shape. You learn good basics. You have good bodies to go with. You're going to be a good fighter for sure because you're consistent. But there is no time that you put in your, your own work. Where you work, you can't expect the coach to show you something, but you only work that thing whenever you work with the coach. Unless you're working with the coach every single day, right? Two times a day, you and the coach sitting down going over shit, which is hard to do in mixed martial arts. So it's not boxing, right? It's mixed martial arts. You have so many different other things you got to go focus Especially on. In those big camps. So there's times by yourself you have to prioritize. I'm gonna take this thing and I'm gonna focus on this thing for right now. I'm gonna build this thing. He told me how to do it. I'm gonna work it next time I come see my coach. I should have developed somewhat. So he showed me some more. We compound and compound. And then I go when I'm on my own too. Sometimes I still work on that thing. So when I come back, he can say, oh, I see you've been working on it. Mm. We can build on it. 
the progress is slower when I only work on that thing when I see coach and then he right. has to continuously remind me and tell me, oh, no, 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 we got to do it like this. So you're just stagnant. And every time you see your coach, he's reminding you not to do this. Well, and he's correcting you. You, you just picked up where you left off. Right. Especially if you're seeing that coach once or twice a week. Mm-mm. That's tough. You got to be doing that. You got to take that thing with you as like homework. Work on it as homework, too. Sometimes you forget something. Uh, call him. Get on the phone. How do we? You know, I forgot. What do I do when I did this? Oh, yeah. All right. Cool. Boom. Back to it. Practicing on your own. Then you go back and then you get the that's when you get in a lot of the, 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 the group of it. The how do I say the 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 heart of it. All of it. How do I say it? like the <laughs> I don't know. What the fuck? How do you get the when you get the, the gist? No, oh. the lump sum of it, I guess. Yeah. Right? That's when you get the most of it when you go with them. Oh, the bulk. The bulk. Right. There we go. How would that? That was fucking. <laughs> That word was just, the word bulk was just not there. It was kicking your ass. <laughs> it was whooping my ass. <laughs> oh yeah. man. Anyways, uh, Wadi has a question. Uh, do you think Megan Anderson phoned her coach <laughs> to learn better? All right, here we oh. go. Listen, uh, that's something for I'm gonna get into it. Don't worry. Why, tea you, time with Sophia. You're gonna get into it. I'm gonna get into it's it. It's tea we time want, with Sophia. Here's our to, segment, our uh, new segment that we're introducing. Tea time with Sophie. AKA okay, Cheesemer. Did you, are you guys trying to get into that now or later? Go for it. Get into right it. Right now? Yeah. All right. So basically, like, this is what happened, right? So people were dragging Megan, Megan, whatever, um, because they're like, how are you ass? Like, pretty much, like, how did you stop fighting for the UFC? Now you're in glory. Da, 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 da. Like, how did you fuck up an opportunity? Um, and then somebody basically said to her, like, oh, the fact that you um, – slept with your former coach, a.k.a. James Krause. And she tweeted and deleted, like, LOL, you thought you should really look into Lauren Sanko. Mm. We know Lauren Sanko because she does the uh, interviews and whatnot. Uh Now, the problem is, like I said, she tweeted and deleted, so it's gone, but people did not, you know. Screenshot. Yeah, they screenshotted it. Now, the problem is both Lauren Sanko and Mr. James Krause are married. To separate people. Separately, not to each other, clearly. So basically, what she's implying is that they're cheating with each other. Okay. Yep. So. Yes, excessive. James Krause is a munch. Essentially, that's what Megan said. When, how long ago? This was before her man and Nunez fight. Casa says. Yeah, (laughs) she's. King. She's (laughs) She's <laughs> because they're yeah before her Amanda Nunes fight she's trying to act like she, she had complained no, yeah she complained that she James no Krause was not giving James her Krause. attention or like wasn't getting one on one attention and that's and that's why she did so poorly in the fight is what she claims or right. or said because people were dragging her for that right but I, I'm confused as to what oh someone tweeted at her saying yeah, that she slept with Krause yes is that like, true well that's because you too busy like effing your coach is that true though she says it's not. Who are these people that are tweeting? That's what I'm saying, too. Yeah, like random ass people. MMA fans. Yeah, that's rough. So the fact that she was still willing to put them on blast. And she, oh, and mind you, she used to be friends with Lauren Sanko. Like, they were training partners. They were cool. They were girls. So if so, facts so, she would know if that's what was going on. I guess so. I mean, no one has said anything else about that. Like, that's been quiet news from, obviously, they haven't came out. Or at least I haven't seen where they Laura Sanko or James Krause came out saying anything. Well, obviously they're not going to make well, a statement. He's already he's being in investigated. It. Yeah, yeah, James Krause is already being investigated by the UFC basically uh, for his for his incident last week. And mm-hmm. 
but also, Megan Anderson, she got clapped back by Jeff Molina saying that she did. Basically, she was a terrible training partner and she was lazy as shit and like would joke around with training partners being like, hey, let me win this round, like saying stuff like that. And she broke apparently a soccer mom's nose like she was being a bully. Yeah, she was like out that. here wilding and not being a good training partner is essentially what he's. Which claiming. I would say that that's probably the case as to why she lost that Amanda News fight. If she wasn't taking like her camp seriously or something like that, I doubt it's that she didn't get that one on one work with. But James also, Krause. I could see you acting like that in training would make a coach not want to give you one on one time. Also, it's like you're not really serious about this or you're not. You know what I'm saying? You don't seem that dedicated. If that's in fact true. Yes. Two things. Like, from my perspective, mm-hmm. one, big camp. Big camps, you also got to realize with those big camps, things that happen a lot are, it's hard to get one-on-one attention with your coach when right. you got so many fighters, exactly, yeah. you know, and this is why there's pros and cons to being with bigger camps and smaller camps, and that's why it's always good to have your coach that focuses on you and just a few other guys and a core group of guys and girls that you guys lock in but when the big gym what the big gym provides is um like support you know what i mean like that's where you have your other teammates and bodies to pull from that's where you have external coaches to help you work on stuff day to day right but you still have your main coach that you see every single day and this is the guy that helps you and put everything together he's with you throughout when you go in these the bigger gyms right and um overseeing everything you know what I mean? But he's the guy that's with you day in, day out. Like the Trevor Whitman's that only he only takes on a few s- small group of guys. Right. Um, it's tough when you see the big camps like the Killcliff now, right? Mm-hmm. Killcliff is a huge gym now, and it's tough for um, what's his name? Ah, oh, shit. Why is his name the coach? Henry Hoof. It's just tough for Henry to kind of be with every single fighter. They have over a hundred fighters, so I get that. That that happens a lot. That happens a lot. Secondly, the thing that happens a lot, and I'm not saying this is what happened here, but you'd be surprised. A lot of times um, with girls and, and, and a bunch of guys in the gym, a lot of shit happens, you know, because there's guys and girls. There's guys competing and girls compete. It's like anything. They're grown men and grown women. Shit happens. As in, what do you mean? What do you mean? People are fucking. What do you want me to say? I was like, shit gonna happen, bro. Like, what do you think? I'm not saying this is the case, but shit happens. Right? I mean, that's. I Wait, feel like what are we gonna get? You that's anywhere. Like, oh, it's such a big scandal. Ain't no fucking scandal. That shit happens, happens anywhere. That yeah. can happen at work. That well, can the happen reason at why school. it's a scandal is because they're both married. Well, yeah, but we don't know. If, we, I mean, if, if that's, that's the case, true. We don't yeah, no, we don't know because she could just be firing back because she's just mad and she's no longer friends with her, and obviously things didn't go right. And honestly, yeah, it could. It may not have. It's all alleged because she's claiming it, and she seems like she's uh, she's pissed. pissed. Off. Exactly, she's trying so to get. So it back. could be spiteful, or and she could be making something out of nothing, or something out of something real small, or she could be telling the truth. Who knows? Either oh. way, it, James Krause has been having, yo, this week is just dragging him. Goated. Well, you know, Goated. it's, it's funny because I've seen people shouting him out for, if it is true, about Lauren Sanko. People are like, wow, that's good for him, you know? So, <laughs> all right, man. Next up, next up, we got Brad Riddle versus Hanato Makano. This is going to be another great fight to end the prelims. We got, yes, Brad Riddell and Hanato Moikano. They keep giving Brad Riddell these lanky motherfuckers, bro. For real. Uh, they do. But in this one, I think Brad Riddell could take this, honestly. I, agree. I think Brad Riddell could take this big time. And he's plus, mi- plus 105 as a slight underdog. 
you're looking to make some money, I don't think that's a bad bet. No, not at all. Uh, but yeah, this is fight's gonna stay on the ground on the feet the entire time. I'm gonna assume. But Hanato, but recently Hanato has said that he's been getting back to his roots, his roots of BJJ and grappling. Um, he's gotten sucked into the boxing because he got a couple of KOs and he's been doing well. So as of late, he in his interviews you hear him speak about you know what I'm getting back to you know what got me to the dance, which is you know being a BJJ world champion and having that great grappling. Right, and we've heard that before though. Uh, Fighters, wrestlers, grapplers that get that get those knockout wins and they get obsessed with the knockouts or striking. Mm-hmm. We've seen that time and time again. I mean, look at Usman. Usman got a knockout and he was like the knockout king, yeah, knockout par- artist of yeah, the year. Yeah, for real. Like everyone was going crazy I don't, I don't, about him. I, don't think so. I think the fans kind of put that on him. <laughs> yeah, that's what we're saying. I like, think the fans get the hype. Yeah, quick. That, they hype it, but I don't. I I don't think he believed that. I think that he knew where his strength lied, and it was in his grappling. So. But he was still more apt for 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 it. Yeah, one hundred percent. So if this fight goes on the ground, though, Hanato takes it. Uh, I'm thinking Hanato takes it. Yeah, I think so too. Brad Riddell, I think he can get a finish too. TKO or yeah, KO. I think it's a close fight. I think it's a pick 'em in my opinion. Yeah, plus one hundred five. So to get my pick, my official pick on this one, it'll, it'll be up. There you go on exclamation point bets. That is. All right, now let's get to the main card. We've been going. This is the first time we've gone through all the fights in a while. Yeah. To open up the main card, we got a lightweight bout between number 12, Dan Hooker, versus Claudio Puelles. Claudio Puelles, the uh, leg lock submission artist. No. He's got two submission wins by leg lock or by... Uh, three, I think. Three in the UFC now? Damn. Three. The one, the, the last, this most recent being against Clay Guida. Oh, shit. True. The Clay Guida. And against uh, uh, a lanky, tall fighter like Dan Hooker, does that help? It's hard. It's easier. It's easier to get the sub on a guy that's not as experienced in the grappling realm. Um, that has that type of uh, frame, right? I would say it's easier not to get be that. as strong yeah. in those grappling positions. You think that's something Dan Hooker was working on has in the gym? Be. I mean, going up against a guy that's that's a heavy leg attack type of guy, absolutely, you got to be working on that. I, he'd be a fool not to. Right? I'd assume he definitely worked on that. I, I would agree with that. And just managing the the main thing is being able to dictate where the fight takes place, right? It's funny. A lot of guys are not even that good in certain positions. Like, I guarantee if you pick a guy like John Jones, you put him on his back and put a good wrestler on top of him, like half guard or something like that, or a good grappler, a good BJJ guy, he did have a tough time. But the problem is getting him into that position. So it's like early defenses. Early defenses is is what? Is stopping a pos- something from even happening so you don't even have to play defense. So it's like, why would I learn a... I mean, I would learn it, but I'm saying, why would I worry about escaping on an armbar when my arm is fully extended? They're like, hey, you know, hitchhike. You know what the hitchhike mm-hmm. uh, escape is, where you turn your thumb down and roll out. Why would I practice that as much if I would just get ahead of it and practice armbar defense, like right. nullifying being Not in even, a, yeah. in an armbar in the first place? Uh-huh. I'll just learn this just in case. I, this is an escape last minute. This is where it starts initially, right? I'd learn how to pr- get out from here. Rather than getting out here. Right. Right. So um, I think it's the same thing. It's all about who can dictate where the fight takes place. And if he can dictate where the fight takes place and make the fight take place on the feet, Dan Hooker will beat the shit out of him. Yeah, I, I agree that Dan Hooker would pick him apart. Yeah. Uh, but also, is this the same Dan Hooker that we've seen in the past? He's got some more miles on him. He's back at lightweight, thankfully, not at featherweight because that was not good at all. I mean, mm-hmm. then again, he was ar- against Arnold Allen, who's a killer. But still, I think lightweight is where he belongs. 
Um, but is he the same Dan Hooker? Yeah, that's the uh, thing. I don't know. We'll see. On the f- on the feet, he's got this. I'm not worried for him on the feet. Once again, though, if it goes to the ground, then that's where he's got to worry. Yeah. Well, we're about to find out. I hope he doesn't lose this one, though. I like Dan Hooker. But minus 155, he's actually the favorite uh, coming to this fight. And Claudio Polis is plus 135. Next up. Up next, we got number 12, Frankie Edgar versus Chris Gutierrez. Frankie Edgar's last fight before retirement. Fitting that it's at MSG, too. Yeah, definitely. Talk to me. Uh, I mean, Frankie, where, where can you start? Frankie Edgar is a legend. This guy is former champion. Uh, he's been doing it for years. He's been around for so long. Chris well, Gutierrez. Oh, sorry. Go on. What weight class? 135 they're at, right? Yeah, they're at Bantamweight. Uh, Chris Gutierrez, though. I don't know. <laughs> wow. Why'd you do <laughs> Why you introed him like Why that? Why you like introed it like he, he was about to? Chris Gutierrez, though. <laughs> I don't know. No, no, no. I know who he is. Um, you just don't know what to think about him? This is a hard fight for Frankie. This, this is. It, this it's is a very a tough, hard this fight. This is a tough fight for Frankie. Going out, this being his last fight, it's rough because um, it is him. It is kind of like a, a, he's a stepping stone in a way. And, and I hate to call him a stepping stone, but I think like this is that kind of fight. To get him into the rankings. Like a passing of the torch. Type passing of, of the torches in a way, right? Um, Frankie Edgar has accomplished so much. The guy has been the underdog right, of yeah. every single step of the way of his career. The guy has been always the smaller guy before cutting weight was a th- was a, when cutting weight was a thing and not cutting weight wasn't so much of a thing. He was the pioneer of that. He was the only guy who showed up and just fought. Right. He showed up at, at his, his weight class at 155 yeah. his walk around and fought people. Always he has like a he has like he's like the UFC Rocky. The dude used to get <laughs> knocked down, hurt, like beat the shit beat out of him early. Always come back when he is. When you think about heart, you think the UFC or MMA, you think about Frankie Edgar. Mm. No one had more heart than Frankie Edgar. It's almost like the little engine that could. He was always mm. undersized. He was always um, under underrated, and he always somehow managed to win. And he made his way all the way to the belt and got got it done. And his wrestling ability, his movement, his his he was just like a little fucking bumblebee, bro. All he over never the place, stopped, yeah. never stopped. So um. Shout out to Frankie Edgar, and it's it's um this is gonna be incredible to see his his last fight. It's him being number twelve is actually pretty damn good at this point in his career. For real, yeah. I mean, he obviously hasn't has been on a little losing streak uh, in his past couple of fights, but once again, this guy's a legend. He's been doing it for for so long. So having Chris Chris Gutierrez in there. I think this is more of a passing of the torch. Chris, yeah, Duch, you know, will take know his spot doing. as number twelve. I just don't know if Frankie Edgar still has, um, has it in him. That dog in him, yeah. But I mean, stylistically, it's a great fight. Matt, like the styles of the guys, it's not a long rangy striker. Someone that's gonna give. He's gonna have trouble with getting inside. It's someone that also is big power, good heavy kicks, mm-hmm. right? But they're both kind of similar in dimensions. I mean, uh, Chris is a little bigger, yes, but I still think that uh, it's gonna be more someone that. Frankie Edgar can get on the inside of and try to wrestle and at least make it somewhat competitive. This is a yeah, this is a tough last fight for Frankie, like you said though. Uh Chris Gutierrez, six and six and one, six one and one in the UFC so far on a three fight win streak. Um Wadi said meh ish. Gutierrez is good, but it's not like he's in the Bantamweight best fifteen. Yeah, but it's also Frankie Edgar was 
Who's old? Who's old and on his way out? Dog. That's a good. He is. I mean, he is old as hell. He's almost forty years old. As hell, come on now, let the man. I look. mean, in fight years, this guy's been doing it forever. Um, next fight, I know you guys want to talk about this one. Another yes. potential full violence fight of the night. I would say this would be it, but I mean, Matt Favola and Ottoman is a good one too. But you already know this. This fight's gonna be fireworks. Number two, Dustin Poirier versus number five, Michael Chandler. Yeah, talk to me. Uh, so, I mean, where do we start? This 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 fight is just gonna be crazy. Michael Chandler, you know they're they're hyping this fight up already. Both of them, even in the the post the the press conference, them talking about this fight, it's this is gonna be a good one between both of these guys. You know what's crazy that the they had a little beef. They have a little beef. Um, they do, yeah. Initially, it, that wasn't the case. They were very respectful, and then kind of like Dustin Poirier started calling them fake and. Yeah, and know. they got into a fight in person, or like got into a little sh- pushing little scuffle, match or whatever. Yeah, know. at a at a UFC fight. Uh, so there definitely is some between these two guys going into this fight. You know what I don't like? What? And I can't sit here and tell you that it was is fake beef because I don't I don't know. But I hate I hate, I think all of it is fake beef. You think they're just doing it for not that I'm talking about ninety ninety eight percent of beef in the UFC is is like all fabricated. Right, just to get like views. Not even. I think it's just something. I think people, people, the fighters are sensitive. That's just the game. Naturally, fighters are very sensitive people, and I think that we just kind of it's a lot of testosterone. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And dudes, any little thing, any slight little disrespect, dudes. But then are gonna, is that fake though? Because it is because you know why? You know what makes it fake? What? And I think the fan, the fans, kind of force this, and like the the just the culture of the sport, I guess, is that. <clears throat> You have to when it's done, it's done. Squash it immediately. Squash it. Like you can and hate this motherfucker, right? You're talking about your family, your wife, like right. all types of crazy shit, right? Say so you can say whatever the fuck. And the fans are hyping it and laughing. It's all funny and da 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 da. And you go in there and you kill this motherfucker. Right? And you're supposed to help him up and give him a hug and a kiss <laughs> and then it's all done. And it's like good shit. Yeah, good job, yeah. The res- I can respect you as a fighter, but fuck you as a as a as a human. Right. You know what I mean? So it's it's at my discretion whether I want to be nice to you afterwards. Because before it's like a debate, right? It's kind of like a debate. I'm you know going back and forth. Going back and forth. You know, I think I'm the better fighter. You think you're the better fighter, right? And why I think I'm better. I don't know, I argue and argue and whatever. But now when the time comes, right, and we fight and I show you, I'm supposed to just now I gotta be humble about it. After all the shit you now, nah, I ain't gonna be humble about it. Now you gotta sit there and take what the fuck I say because it's fact, right? And you know it, and you lost. So now you gotta eat this humble pie yeah. and accept that. True. And I'm the asshole for it. It's not real beef because it's real beef. I'm it's, I'm gonna stand on that. I don't fuck with you. I respect you as a fighter, but if I don't fuck with you, I just don't fuck with you. I mean, real real beef in the UFC. I think of DC uh, John Jones. Jones. Real beef. They just. <sighs> Oh, yeah. They just don't like it's each other. Fight. Yeah, no, that's for just, real. That's just what. After the fight, it's no hugging and kissing. Right. It's like, Is yo, there still else fuck like you. That? And Habib and Connor. It happens, and and you can't judge someone and say that person's a piece of shit or a bad human for feeling that way. Yeah, I mean that's the crazy part too. Fans are like, you oh, can't you judge somebody for feeling that way. Oh, no, bro, like fuck this guy. You never felt like that about somebody. Of course, that's yeah. we're all human beings. If a guy disrespects you in a certain though. way and you, you stand, I'm a standing on that. It's like, yo, there's it, it, no going back. Certain lines, there's no going back after that. Lines have been crossed. And there's yeah. times where, you know, where it's all just a game. We're playing, fighting, and we're understanding how it goes. And we're talking and we're promoting the fight. And after, yo, respect, man, good shit. We got this money and we did this and we had a good fight. And we shared something special in that moment that 
no one else can understand because we bled and we fought you know we fought our we 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 showed our our spirits to the world together you know what i mean so it's like respect but still but after that if it goes anywhere beyond that our spirits are those same those same spirits that we like to talk about and now our spirits are mortal fucking enemies <laughs> you know what i'm saying <laughs> fuck you <laughs> and that's where it ends like, that's just how i see it but between these two, yeah, I don't think there's any. Beef. Nah, it's it's, it's, it's not, not real. Beef. It's, I think it's all. I think for them, especially who Michael Chandler is, it's kind of just hype the fight. I mean this this could be yeah. uh, this could be a main event in its own. It could be on like a, another card. Like yeah, on another card. card. Uh, it could be a main event, but but who knows? We're, this is gonna be a fight, a banger, regardless. After this, though, say either guy wins, do they get another title shot? How does this work? Yeah, 100%. You think so? Well, Volkanovski apparently is fighting or in the works with Islam, but I don't know how that's going to go. And you also saw today Ariel Hawani tweeted. He said that Conor McGregor is in uh, negotiations Uh, with... uh, No, I think that was a fake one. Was it fake? You know how... I was looking. You know how you could buy Twitter or buy the $8 a month thing and you could just get a check mark? Yeah, I saw that. People have been doing that, like putting fake names. The Pope. Yeah, people did the Pope. Someone did George Bush. Like they tweeted oh. as George Bush and said, "I miss t- killing Iraqis" or something like that. Oh, yeah. so this is like the downfall of Twitter. Huh? Yeah, exactly. Elon Musk this fucked everything it. up. This is it. Yeah, Elon yeah, Musk. Ruined it. I mean, Twitter was already shit, but like this. Of is, course, it's accessible, but but Elon Musk even even, made it even worse. Yeah. Wow, I thought that was he's real. Ruining Twitter. Nah, he's an idiot. Yeah, Elon Musk sucks ass. It's only a matter of time. He's like, we're we're going down. Twitter's going down. I bought a failing company and I'm trying to turn it around, but he's making. That's it worse. what he said. Essentially, yeah, that's He's, what he said. Elon Musk is the biggest idiot. He's that man is I don't know, that man, is something else. It's kind of weird though. It's like, and I see people are kind of like happy about it. I guess the fact that you can buy a, uh, yeah, it's weird. No, it's weird. And people are like, oh, why would why do they get to have it and I don't and I and we can't have it like other people um, because what they've I'm a real person. It's like it's I feel like it's a popularity contest. Like it's not. It's like, oh well, I'm more popular than you. You can't have one. I can have one. That was so weird. I'm like, bro, like that's the point. But it's he like, proved the point of why it's verification is needed yeah, because then he he came out saying like any like anybody who has a an, a parody account it has and to be not, clear it has to be disclosed par- yeah like, no sir this was the point of verification so that you wouldn't have to do that the no, real weird. people are verified I I saw people someone on Twitter that um they bought paid the eight dollars got their verification mark and jokingly were like. Like, I'm better than all you. You are all peasants to me. Like, blah, blah, blah. I finally got my thing. But, like, secretly, I feel like that's how pe- people who are paying for that, that's how they feel. They're like, I need to be verified. I need to be popular. Like, I need to be seen. But it doesn't mean anything. You know, verification, it just means that. You know what happened when I got verified? Nothing. Nothing. You threw a party. Yeah, you invited me. <laughs> nothing happened. Nothing. That's what I'm saying. So but but to some people, people, their egos get in their way. It's like, oh, I'm verified now? Well, that's, I'm the that next shows me you don't thing. know anything about anything. <laughs> that's so weird. People are weirdos. People are weirdos for sure. Yeah. Um. All right. But Dustin Poirier, minus 175. Michael Chandler, plus 150. This is going to be another banger. Another banger. Mm. All right. Co-main event. The first the pick for that fight, fight is up, too, by the way. The pick for this fight oh. is up. What are the odds? For he just gave it. Poirier oh. is minus 175, okay, and okay. Chandler is plus 150. All righty. First title fight of the night, Carla Esparza, the champion of the strawweight division versus Zhang Weili, number two ranked strawweight contender. Here we go. I think Zhang Weili is the heavy favorite coming into this one, which is kind of absurd because Carla Esparza, she's beat the top of the top of that division, has she not? She beat Rose twice, first to win the belt and then to win the belt again. She fought Joanna. 
She fought. Who else did she fight? She's gonna fight Zhang Wei Li. She's fought. Uh, uh, she fought someone else. Like she's and she's winning these fights. It's not like you know what it is. It's not like she's like this bum. It's because she's a wrestler. One, the style of fighting. She doesn't really speak a lot. And that, these are all things that go into being a champion. And like I talk about, right? It's like you have to carry yourself as a champion, right? And a lot of the fights are are. She's very underrated. Not she's not as respected as I think she should. Definitely. They need to put some respect for on her, her name. Wrestling. For her she's, wrestling she's credential alone, yeah. She's very fucking good. She's but the problem is, reason, yeah. the fights are close. Right. Split decisions sometimes. Decisions, yeah. A lot of them are decisions. Uh, heavy wrestling. It's a woman's, woman's fight, especially it's just she's going to be a heavy wrestler, not finishing. People are not going to like that. Right. You know, and it's just the nature of the she, sport. She was getting booed at the press conference anytime she spoke. Yeah, they just they're haters. Yeah, they are, and of course you know but Zhang they love Weili Khabib for the same shit. Yeah, for, exactly. But you know Zhang Weili was Zhang Weili is getting all the hype and all, all the fans behind her. They want her to win. Yeah, because but, she's more exciting. But you know what's she funny is, to me? Good. You know what's funny to me when Rose was fighting Zhang Weili? What is the crowd chanting? USA, USA. You what? Yeah. What are they gonna chant now? The, the mob is fickly, man. That's yeah, what, what are they is. gonna chant now? China, China. <laughs> like, what the fuck are they gonna do? You know what I'm saying? Like, they are fake. But, but, Again, man, that is the nature of nature the of the sport. The nature of you know, it's like it's funny how how like nations get behind their athletes when it comes to combat. America, I think, is one of the only countries that that's so, it's so divided weird, yeah. and weird. Like every country gets behind their fighters for real, one hundred percent. Every country. Think of Russia just for like alone, bro. Yeah. There's dudes in Russia that that don't not even in the UFC yet. They just don't. They have. Millions of followers, that, exactly. Millions yeah. of followers, and on their way to the UFC because, and their whole country is like, "Yo, we're Back with you, on. we're backing you, we can't wait to see you in the UFC." Like it's nuts, man. And America is just like, "Ah, show me, yeah, for real, <laughs> show it me, really is. show and me how you good you them, are." I'm not impressed. Show me, they, and then when you show them, like, like, "Ah, he's, he's all right. This person right? did it better. Yeah, <laughs> you're right. It's it's weird, but um, also everybody's the main character in America. That's what. Yeah, it is. that's really what it is. So Wadi has a question. He said, "Have you messaged?" Jang, your support, Phil, or are you banned from messaging girls now? <laughs> no, nah, sh- I haven't messaged her since her, uh, s- since, no, that since I first ever messaged her years ago, when she, her debut. It was the loss. And I was like, he, he, I was, he, 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 <laughs> he switched sides. She saw him on camera. That's he the switched she sides. Watches. He switched Phil sides. <laughs> I dapped her up, though, after her loss. Phil, Phil switched sides, man. I, he was the biggest Whaley fan now. He was. She took an L and he jumped ship. Nah, he was I, screaming, I'm still, crying, vomiting over Rose. <laughs> and I'm still, I'm still on it. I'm still on the Zhang Weili hype train. I enjoy Zhang Weili. You taking her in this win? I, I don't, see. I don't know. It's tough. But also going she's against strong. Zhang, she's yeah, working she's on strong her as shit. And we've seen her in fights that she's gotten taken down and then reversed and gets on top or just gets up. Like she's a good wrestler too. Zhang Weili has very, yeah. very good grappling. So that's why this is a tough she fight. Very strong. The odds, the odds for this fight, I don't agree with. Honestly, let me pull them up. I think Zhang was like plus three something. I think if if it's forced to be a stand up affair, Zhang Weili, easy. Zhang Weili, easy. No, like finish. Yeah, probably. knockout. But if it's not, I think Carla takes it. Carla Sparza plus two seventy five. Zhang Weili minus three thirty. So Zhang Weili is minus three thirty coming to this fight. That's one of the biggest odds. And as the champion for Carla, put some respect in her name. Plus two seventy five. I don't. I don't agree with that one. No. But like you said, wrestling. If it gets to the ground, I think Carla takes it. If it's on the feet, it's it's all it's all Zhang Weili. Phil, what does Whitaker have against you right now? He's been hating on you this whole show. He said Phil calling someone else fake. Ha ha ha! Fakest fan in the game, Phil Lorelli. Okay. He. He. I bet she the, saw how fake you were and blocked you. 
he doesn't. This is not. Don't worry. There's nothing. <laughs> no one's worried. <laughs> I'm sweating. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> He's a troll, bro. He's a troll. Why uh, do you want you to play some bets, Phil? I've never bet once in my life. I don't like losing money. Follow my bets. You won't lose money. You True, lose. actually. Maybe I should. Shadow him. Matt Frivola? Yeah. That's the only one, man. <laughs> Why yeah. everyone loves to hold that against you right I'm now? I'm kidding. All right, let's get to this last fight. We got champion Israel Adesanya versus number four Alex Pereira. I mean, we spoke about this briefly before, but this, I don't know. This this this, this fight's crazy to me. This really is insane to me. Should it be even happening? I personally, I don't think it should be, but it obviously is because you, you know why. Adesanya cleaned out the division. They needed some new blood. Alex Pereira, that's perfect. Why the not? One guy with the storyline attached exactly. to Adesanya. Exactly. They set this fight up perfectly. Like the UFC was brilliant for doing this and for giving Alex Pereira a fight against Sean Strickland. And you know Sean Strickland's dumb as shit. He's obviously taking that fight. And here we are. Would you have that same take if Sean Strickland was walked in right now? No, not at all. <laughs> I would say I love you, Sean. I agree with everything you say, including, never mind. You agree with Sean Strickland's <laughs> takes? Damn, uh, no, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm kidding. But he, he obviously took that fight thinking, I don't know if he thought he was going to win. I don't know what's going on. I think on he down. just doesn't care to say no. Well, he or he just wants to put on that like attitude like, yeah, I'm, I'm going to fight anyone. Or he, the guy that, that makes videos, records himself, Asking a guy if he has a knife in his car because he wants to fight him, like driving on the road. Like, that's who Sean Strickland is. Yeah, yeah all brain cells don't seem to be activated simultaneously. So, I yeah, think, so of he's course, do- he's going to take the fight. He's doing something there. But, um, I mean, why wouldn't he take the fight anyway? Right. I mean, that's the fight. That fight, the winner of that fight, he could have easily been him versus Izzy. And, and it could have been. Do you think Adesanya or, Pade- or uh, do you think Strickland or Pereira would have a better chance at beating Adesanya? Obviously, um, Strickland. No. You think Pereira? Pereira has a better chance for sure. He can knock him out. Yeah, he has that left hook. He can knock anybody. Anything can happen with them small gloves, man. But that- I, I think that Adesanya is just a way better fighter as he's been in the game for so much longer, put in so much more work at this point, um, has evolved since the last time they fought. And like I said, if you look at that first fight, I would say Adesanya won that fight. And... And it's just a different game now, man. It's just a different game. MMA. He's, MMA is He's been not. doing it for way long, too, like we said. Yeah, and the path, and I, and again, my biggest thing is if if Pereira had an actual path, had to take a real path to get to the title and fight contenders and shit like that, which not to say he hasn't fought list. contenders, but the Whitakers, the Brunsons, you know, the Vittoris. He, he doesn't be here. He doesn't get there. So do you think this is deserved for Alex Pereira? It's not about being deserved or not. I wouldn't say it's not. De- I mean, he. Adesanya cleaned out the division, so what What else? There's nothing else for the UFC to do to make money. It's still a business, right? Right. So they created a, a path for this dude, and, and here he is. And it worked out. And he still had to perfectly. take advantage of those. Well, he still had to win. So Right, which he did. He, I think another part of it, though, seeing it, because I originally didn't see Izzy and Pereira's first fights until, like, the other day. I think you were watching them, and I finally caught them. Mm-hmm. And I think it's a little bit wild to assume Pereira is just going to go in there and whoop his ass because in the two fights that I saw that they had prior, like you said, the first one, it looked like Izzy was actually beating him and may have beat him. It was a decision. Um, And then the second one, obviously, he got caught. But just even seeing skill-wise, 
I've, yeah, it's I two different know. skill sets, man. In MMA, I just in that big ass cage, the ring is the ring is a lot smaller when they fight in kickboxing. This is a massive cage, man. Right. But Ed is a, a plotter. He's plotting forward. Izzy's more, you know, more sophisticated with the footwork. I think we can just see him piece the shit out, just piece this dude up. I agree. Honestly, yeah. And, and the shots that he was eating in the kickboxing, I'm not that's a long time ago. Honestly, I would throw that out. Who, the shots fresh. that who but was eating? The shots that uh Pereira was eating. I think he doesn't can't eat those shots now with those MMA gloves at this I mean, point. Adesanya got hit with some big shots too in that fight. Yeah. But he ate them as well. He ate them as well. And Except the one. In the MMA, again, in the MMA, you can't really eat those shots that much. Right. You know what I mean? So, and also that was then, this is now. So, that was years ago, yeah. We'll, we'll see. I mean, that's what Pereira said too. He's like, look what I did to him with those big, big gloves on. What happens when I have these tiny, tiny gloves on now? But you both have tiny gloves on. But he's saying because he knocked out Pereira with the big boxing glove, the kickboxing gloves. Izzy glove. with the big kick. Okay. Izzy didn't, hasn't, I don't know. But like, but I feel like that's such a stupid argument, to be honest. Oh, he's because just saying that. I know, he has to say it. But it's like as if Izzy never knocked anyone out with big gloves also. I I mean, I just feel like, I don't know. How do you start something and then at the end of the <laughs> and say, go, I don't, I don't know. know. Where, where are you going with it? Where are we going? I'm just saying, like, I feel like people say things because, you know, obviously you need to hype it up, hype yourself up, hype the crowd up and everything. But, like. So who's your pick? I w- from what I see skill wise and then just knowing that like Izzy has more experience doing MMA, I'm going to go with Izzy. He just looked smoother back then, even though you said even throw those fights out. He looks he looks smoother now. He's had more experience doing MMA. He could probably put it I think, together I think better. that he can get caught. He can definitely get caught. I think, think, any, I think, I think Pereira is a dangerous fighter. 100%. I think he's very dangerous. I don't think he's a caliber, the same caliber fighter as Adesanya, but again... The, the better fighter doesn't always win. Right. And I think styles make fights, and I think this is a very, very dangerous fight for him, depending on how he approaches it. If he decides he wants to prove something and get that KO back and he's in there making it a dog fight, mm-hmm. I think that's a terrible idea. Right. I think he if he plays the game and use his skill set and not bother the noise of of the people saying he's boring and fight his fight, I think he's, he outclasses the dude. Maybe not put him away, but I think he outclasses him. Mm. Um, but I think Pereira is a very dangerous opponent just because of all of the 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 situ the circumstances right. you know going into this, and do you think in this case the pressure is all on Adesanya or Pereira? I feel like pressure's got to be on Adesanya in this fight. Massive pressure on Adesanya, but at the end of the day, I think at this he doesn't he doesn't strike me as a guy that kind of is worried about that kind of stuff. You know, people the pressure is is. is the pressure bothers certain people with certain mindsets. You know what I mean? And I just haven't really gotten that kind of vibe from him. I feel like he's always had pressure on him, though. Yeah, I guess you could no. say so. And I, I don't I don't, even, I don't think either of them have pressure. I don't really right. worry. At that level, pressure is just, I don't know. It's subjective, I guess. Also, Wadi said, Pereira also said he doesn't care that he knocked him out anymore, despite watching the knockout in the car with his kids on Embedded. <laughs> For real, you see that? They watch that shit, yeah, like, but all the time. But it's Embedded. Why wouldn't he be watching Embedded with his with his kids? It's not like he said, "Gather around, kids. It's time to watch Embedded." He just he pulled up Embedded, and then that would happen to be on the Embedded episode. Uh, or I think I he's think- talking about his knockout. They were watching like together with his kids, like, "Hey, watch this." Oh, and then I don't know. on the episode of Embedded, yeah, on there's the a scene oh, of him watching oh, the knockout in the car, yeah, Izzy with his children. Oh, I but see. I see. He I see. doesn't care about that. Yeah. Knockout. Oh, that's funny. Yeah, I mean, it's whatever. It's kind of like for me, what I've been thinking is it's kind of cool if somebody can make a whole career off the fact that they once knocked you out. 
I mean, yeah, he's the ultimate hater. You know what I'm saying? Like they made, they hope made a whole career path, a whole storyline off of the fact that, yeah, they once beat me, and now like, look at this. He's I know, that's kind of cool for Izzy, but I mean, it sucks. But like, it's cool. It's like, damn. Yeah, I'm excited for this one though. This is gonna be great. This is gonna be sick. Honestly, even if Pereira wins, I, I'm not gonna let be me, like, so let me God ask damn. You this. If Adesanya wins and he. After all the shit that uh, Pereira talks, the memes and doing making skits and all that shit, because I don't, I don't really see Adesanya talking a lot of shit to him. No, no. So, but he did all that. So now after the fight, if he does some shit after the fight, now and now he starts to memes. Now he starts. Who to, is he? Yeah, he'll be now the, he he'll starts be a scumbag. To, will he be a scumbag yeah. or will it just be like no? It's like at minus, you were an asshole, right? And nah, I guarantee I think, you, fans would be like, yeah. you're a champion. Be humble. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> And, yeah. Or they'll be like, all you did was run that whole fight. You can't say anything. Yeah, like, exactly. They'll, they'll find that something. That's, that's rough. You know what I'm saying? That's rough. They definitely are um, going to support it. I'm excited for this fight either way. Either way, I think it, I think it's a dangerous fight. I think it's a good challenge for the champion. For sure. And, they, um, it's exciting, yeah. People are going to tune in. I know I will be. 100%. You're going to be there. Yeah. Nice. That is fun. That's nice. Wow. That's Phil's so cool. Fate <laughs> <laughs> wow. Not like I asked for tickets months ago. No. I'm <laughs> I tried, but I tried. I only got two. I only got two. I got you next one. Though. <laughs> oh, yeah. Right, next year. Yeah. All right. <laughs> oh, Phil scheduled his whole month around this fight. Wow. <laughs> yeah. For real. No, I'm kidding. It's all good. I don't mind where I watch it. I got to go last year. I where I saw his debut. Alex Perez's debut, and I was on TV clapping. Oh, you're going to be on Phil the reminds us every chance he gets. He's <laughs> That's like, I was all there. he has to like, hold on. Yeah, there. for real. Come God on, forbid dude. you let him repeat it. Shit. Oh, exactly. said come to Orlando. To the Orlando fight. Oh, I would do that. That'd be cool. All right, I'm That'd going to that fight, actually. Oh, you are? Yeah. When is that? December. Oh, I won't be going to that fight, actually. Oh, look so, how that works. Um, <laughs> if you want to go, you can go to the fights. All right! Wow! 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 Look at go with that. go with excessive. I'm down. I would Man. definitely. Also, shout out Lion Crusher. 15 months. Let's get it, bro. Subscribed. Big Lion Crusher. What up, bro? All right, give us some news, man. All righty. Well, we talked about the Laura Sanko and James Krause and all that. That one's done. Oh, did you see Bryce Mitchell made a rap? Music video? Yeah, he always making making songs. Did you see, did you see it? I didn't. See, he made a one. I seen the one that he made before. This is like a new one. Yeah, it's a new one with the music video. I'm not. interested. He made a music video. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it was a music but video. I'm not really interested, but that's pretty cool. That boy got bars from what I hear. <laughs> yeah, honestly, I'm not gonna lie. It wasn't too bad. Yeah. Re- wait, really? it was all right. Like it was okay. But okay um, for what? Like a SoundCloud rapper for or? a white man from Arkansas. I don't really listen to white rappers. Yeah, I mean, neither do I, but. Um, but all right, first news. I'm from New York, bro. Like, I'm not well, going to listen yeah, to Bryce true. Mitchell and tell you he got bars, bro. I'm not going to tell you that. True. Wait, I, okay, I'm not Bryce expecting Mitchell, much from Bryce Mitchell. No, Bryce Mitchell or. Um, Maybe you got a little flow. That's what's it. What's his name? Tyrone Woodley. I feel like you got to go with Bryce Mitchell. Really? Tyrone yeah. Woodley is ass. Is, is Tyrone Woodley is ass. Okay. What was that song? I Beat That Ass or something like that? Who else? Who else made a song in MMA? Uh, Brian Kelleher. Kelleher's another one. He's a song. Why fighters always want to rap? Boxers always trying to rap. Yeah, I don't know. But it's... Randy, like, I think it's the same thing. Like the creative outlet of it all. I guess being you a, have being your a creative. own creative way. That's theirs. I guess music. It's and art, music. bro. That's cool. I appreciate. Actually, you're right. Now that you put it that way, whether it makes it's sense. good or bad, that's a uh, subjective. Yeah, that's true. Mm-hmm. All right. First news: Cain Velasquez has been granted bail at one million dollars. Yes. That's that's fantastic news. 
Yeah, that's great news. And if you aren't aware what happened, apparently it came out. I didn't know like the the ultimate like whatever the the entire backstory, but apparently the guy who he was trying to shoot at or chasing molested his son. That's what that's what was going on apparently. Mm-hmm. And this guy but has he shot the wrong guy. He apparently. shot the father by accident. He was just trying to shoot kill the guy. But um, this guy has previous convictions of like. Child, child molestation and stuff, and, they, and he's out on bail. He but was King out Velasquez on bail. Was not out on bail. Exactly, and it was his bail was a million dollars, which is crazy alone. But I mean, um, that's some good news. Finally, he's out. He's out of out of prison or out of jail, wherever. Because jail, that shit was that shit was crazy. That so stupid. I know that that really is um, like. So did you? Did they? They have to go to trial. Obviously, right? They didn't go to trial yet, right? No. I don't think so. So, um. More details is going to come out once they go to trial. We're gonna, right. it's going to be open to the public. We're going to know exactly what happened. You know, I'm just happy that he was able to get bail. What what changed? Because I know everyone was petitioning. Everybody was kind of like, yo, um, we're trying to support him. The whole MMA community was trying to get him out, and you know, everybody was just standing by him and sending him love and I think, support. Uh, so what changed? I think a judge was finally like, all right, grant, we'll grant you bail. Saying that because he's not a flight risk. He's not. Exactly. They were he's saying not, that he was like a, a threat. To society or something like that, that because why? of yeah, because of he chased this guy down. I think it was the what for my. I don't know any details of the case. I don't know anything. But would you think maybe it was uh the the nature of him kind of chasing him right. in a car and shooting, shooting out the window? That's that dangerous. Type of, think about yeah, that. So it's dangerous for other people. So they like when they see that and they look at him, he's like a big, big you know guy, Mexican yeah. dude. You know, MMA so, fighter, MMA yeah. fighter, and so they're probably looking at him like in California. Right. They're looking at him thinking one gang member two. Just like, uh, just this is a dangerous right. guy. You know yeah. what I mean? That's just how they see things, you know. So, um, maybe, all right, maybe that's why they were giving him a hard time getting bail. But I mean, thankfully but he got the it. The other now. guy was, um, he got bail. He was out. I'm on playing bail. devil's advocate. I don't know. No, no I he know. was the other. Yeah, the guy. Who, it's just super ironic. The guy who actually committed, and yeah. he worked. And Cain Velasquez is a, is a genuinely a good guy. Yeah. That's I mean, wild. if it is true that his son was molested and. Yeah, like what? Like, of course, can't I mean, do whatever. A, a previous offender. He works. His family say. owns like a child daycare center, and that's where he works too. Right. It's like, wow. how is that possible? How is that even possible in this situation? I think they said the parents like, uh, whatever. It's fucked. Yeah, it is. It's fucked. But For of course, second. his parents were doing helping him in whatever way. But all right, what else you got? Another news is a fight between Islam Makhachev versus Alexander Volkanovsky is being finalized for the lightweight belt on UFC 284 on February 11th in Perth, Australia. Mm. So if that's the case, that's going to be a, a, a crazy matchup too. But who you got? Uh, that's tough. I feel like I feel like Islam. Islam. I feel like Volkanovsky's so small. Yeah. He's tiny. And moving up a weight class, his it's probably not his first time fighting in lightweight, but in the UFC, I think it is. No. For a belt against Islam Makhachev, that's that's not easy. True. I think, yeah, I think Islam takes that one. My pick will be up for that when oh, time comes. There you go. Um, all righty. I got another one for you. UFC Korea has a main event being lined up between Korean Zombie and Giga Chikadze February 4th. That has to be Korean Zombie's last fight. Would it not be? No, didn't he retire? I thought he did, but I'm guessing this is his Since retire going fight. To Korea. And it's in Korea. Yeah, I think this is gonna be his retirement. Probably retire gave fight. him a nice little check. Yeah, exactly. But sadly, I think Giga takes that one. Yeah. Especially how we look saw Volkan or uh, uh, Korean Zombie look against Volkanovski. I don't, I don't see this playing out well for him against Giga. 
That's what we got, though. That is it. That All is right. it, people. A nice Friday evening show, and we will be back Sunday for our post fight show. Yeah, and it's gonna be a banger of a card at MSG, as always is. Yeah. So. So that's GGs. it, people. Yeah, and we will see you Sunday. See y'all Sunday. Peace. Enjoy the card, ladies and gents. Bye, everyone. <laughs>